Welcome back to Real Voices of the Game. I'm Dave D'Agostino. I'm joined here by our host and star of this show, Sal Marinello. This is The Hot Corner with Coach Sal, episode 392 on the network. just want to thank our audience real quickly before we get going here, but you'll be hearing Christmas music all week. Little drummer boy there, one of my favorites, uh, probably my favorite, probably number one on my list. But to our audience, I challenge you guys to hit 60,000 before Christmas. You did it last week, so I upped the ante. Looking for 61,000, just a shade under 200 new listeners shy of that. So I'll pass this one out to your friends. Let's get, let's hit that 61,000 mark before the end of the week here. Uh, programming notes, we are going to have, this will be our last week of programming before Christmas. We'll be off Christmas week and the following week we'll be back January 8th with our regular programming. So uh, enjoy the holiday, have a great Christmas and um, maybe get some blackout coffee. We've got blackout coffee here. Coffee is going to be on sale for the rest of December and all of 2024. It's got some deep pockets, 20% at checkout. Uh, it'd be Sal M, S-A-L-M 20. Get you your 20% discount, uh, all capital letters. And then uh, I know Ted Kubiak told me to stop, and I'm not stopping on Christmas. Um, get his two books, Old School and How to Field a Ground Ball. Great stocking stubbers should be on your shelf for all baseball lovers. So with that, Sal, welcome back to your show. Dave, good to be here, and I'm looking forward to wrapping up the year and kind of setting up for next year. I think when we when we set out to do this show, we wanted to make it kind of an ongoing educational process where we're trying to give people things that you that usable information and easy to understand, and also, as we've always said, Dave, we want people to do their own research. Uh, I've depended on people smarter than I am and who know more than I am and, and maybe are uh, clued into things I don't know about. And it doesn't matter as we talked about last week or the week before, if it's someone who listens to the show and puts me on the path to something, or if it's something we pick up from one of our other sources. And uh, like we talked about off air, I want to kind of use today to tie it all up and to kind of set up where we're going to go uh, for next year. Yeah. I, I shared something with you off the air. I'll plug the, the guy who sent it to me, Patriot Advocate Bulldog. Um, listeners want to go to that site. Great alternative uh, medical opportunities. You know, again, do your research. Um, I just got two things called the Huffer. It helps with respiratory issues, especially during these winter months. I'm not a doctor. I'm not prescribing anything, but, um, you know, take a look. Dr. Will does a pretty good job. So they have well, a- You know, there's, you don't have to be a doctor, Dave. If someone, if a doctor tells you something that they recommend and- uh, and it and it something you've tried and it's worked. Then uh, it doesn't. You don't have to be a doctor to tell somebody else. Uh, I use the example Dr. Peter McCullough, who was early on in the COVID game, was on to the 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 scam. If you want to use that, that's a, a tough term, but I think it's warranted. And early on, was calling out most of what we were being told. And one of the things he talked about early, Dave, was you get saline. You get a bottle of saline solution and you put in, I, I believe it was a uh, 44 milliliter or 44, whatever the smallest measurement is, um, milliliters of betadine solution into a half ounce of 
saline solution and you, you know, you use that and you shake it and you use it in the morning and at night. And what it does is it kills most of the bacteria uh, that, that you could have accumulate in your nose and sinus cavity over the course of the day. Well, I've been doing that since the height of the COVID scare and I have not had COVID and, you know, we all know I'm not, we we've talked about the vaccine. I haven't been vaccinated. So that's something that was from one of the most renowned cardiologists in, in the country, or at least one of the, certainly one of the most published. So, um, you know, that again, I'm not a doctor, but a doctor recommended it. And I've been telling people about it for years, but again, some people are too busy or don't, really care to try something new yeah no there's a lot of good stuff out there if, if you but it's hard it's like it's like our social media you got to have a great filter you got to uh you have to question a little bit and you have to have the courage of people banging on you if you go against the norm i i found and i use this for mouthwash now uh oddly enough and i have a spray when there's cuts but we also have a gel colloidal silver and I cannot make it. I know how to make it, but I'm not quite that handy, but you can make it um, with what it sounds like silver. And we use, we have a, I have a gel. I, I use it on the kids now. If, if there's a, you know, bring it to the baseball park. If there's a cut abrasion, put it right on there and it seals right over the top. And it's gosh, it's like magic. It's uh, it's simple colloidal silver. It's uh, another real good thing that I didn't know about before. Actually, before we started the show, I started doing a lot more research on this type well, of stuff. And, and, you know, I've had, some, you know, I've delayed checkups and I should have gotten a physical years ago and I kind of always feel good. So I don't feel the need to run to the doctor at every occasion, especially when you look at some of the advice or a lot of the advice we're given. But I, in the past couple of months, I've had checkups and I have to get a colonoscopy as part of my, anyone who's in our age bracket kind of knows it becomes a rite of passage. And my there's something right. crazy. The doctor today didn't believe me. Not that he didn't believe me that I was lying. He didn't believe that my blood pressure has actually gone down. My blood pressure today was 107 or 108 over 80. And that that's for me, that's low. I mean, I've gone down over the years instead of going up. And my dad had had white coat syndrome. For anyone not familiar, white coat syndrome is you go to the doctor and whatever the mechanism is your blood pressure goes up whether you're nervous and anxious so my dad has actually been on monitors at home because they wanted to see what the deal was because he was otherwise healthy and sure enough that's what it was i had a little bit of that but my my blood pressure always ran especially if i was like today i went in the middle of the day when i was running around in the morning had some coffee had activity your that top number your systolic number usually is going to be higher and um it was, again, it's a pleasant shock to me. And, and I think it's a combination of factors, but it all goes back to what we've, um, what we've talked about on the show. You have to research stuff on your own after someone suggests it. I don't run out and flat out try everything I hear from someone that I think makes sense. It's a, I have a pretty high level before, or a, a, there's a pretty high bar to, to, to clear before I'll listen and try. But there's enough information out there to do that. And that whether that's an over-the-counter supplement, as we've talked about on several shows, that it's, that's going to improve your sleep. Uh, we talked a little bit about the grounding mat. I want to talk about that again today. 
And I also want to talk about another thing that I just got this week and I'm going to use it based on some preliminary uh, research that I've done. So, yeah, you've been doing the grounding mat for a few weeks now, right? Yeah, I've, I have found that the kind of sleep that I'm getting, and I've been very in tune to my sleep because for years, Dave, I had a hard time staying asleep. And over the last couple of years with just things going on, I've, I've slept probably better than ever. And I think a lot of that has to do with this great supplement mix that I've hit upon. And actually, it's not anything I invented. It was stuff that I came across in the um, research that I've done. And I've tried stuff on trial and error. It works. And and some things don't work. So you, I, I kind of do discount the concept of placebo day because not everything I've tried worked. So m- my sense is that if you're if you're trying these things and they don't all work, obviously it's not or not obviously to me, it doesn't make sense that it would be the placebo mat, uh, the placebo effect at work. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I, I've always discounted my sleeping patterns almost. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to skip that one rite of passage that you said, I'm going to pass that right off to somebody else. The, uh, the uh, medical procedure you mentioned earlier. Um, but with the sleeping thing, I've been paying more attention to that. Because I think it's that last phase of, of my health that I've got to get a handle on. And I've always taken it as like a badge of courage. I just don't sleep and I'm healthy. I've been to doctors in the past that said, hey, you're fine. Just get a hobby. Um, but I've been doing magnesium um, uh, at night and then getting off my screen, uh, any type of screen, TV included, uh, good at 90 minutes or two hours before I, um, I'm thinking I'm going to go to bed. And then I started this thing I call MIQ, most important question. My biggest issue is my my brain just keeps going, going, going. So I shut work down, like not work, but you know my, my work is my play really. But ask myself that st- wherever I'm at at my stuck point, have the maturity to say, okay, I'm done for the day. Think about it, shut it down, and then uh, wake up. And, and that's, I'm usually, I find myself, number one, I've been sleeping better. Two, I've had creative bursts when I get up in the morning. I just boom, I'm just writing 30 minutes straight on whatever my stuck point was the day before. So I found that to not only just help my sleep, but also my creative process. Well, that's that's key because the, the sleep, you know, sleep and nutrition are two things that get kind of overlooked by the sexier exercise because everyone thinks, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to the gym and that's gonna fix everything, and it really does not. So uh what else little things and so the, Okay. Ahead, I was going to say, what else is there? I mean, sleep and nutrition, those are um, eat, sleep and drink, right? Right. And, and, and those are things that kind of, I think people overlook that because it's, it's boring. And, and also to be honest with you, aside from the weight watchers of the world and all these diet scammers, there's not a lot of money to be made in, in telling people that you need to eat whole, plain, clean food. And what we've been harping on here for months because of what, the pushback is coming from the agenda-driven folks out there who want to control the food supply and want to tell you what's good for you and are lying to you in boldface lying to you about re- both research and and the effects that something like steer farming has on the environment. They're trying to do whatever they can. They're pulling every trick out of their hat to try to get people to not eat meat. And that's, to me, one of the giveaways 
in this whole scam is that they keep trying and the research to get people to not eat and the research comes out and the, to disprove it. And also the, the, the basic fact that society for thousands of years was developed and built and developed on eating whole natural foods such as beef, dairy, and, and the like. And now they're going to try to tell us that in the face of the increase of processed foods and high carbohydrate diets that it's not that stuff that's bad for us and that's killing us. It's the stuff that was sustaining us as a civilization for, you know, thousands and thousands of years. It's just, it's really amazing to me to see it play out. And that kind of ties into one of the things we spoke about before we opened the show is that we, we talked about the direction things were going to go in when we started doing this show and, and we're seeing it coming closer to a reality as 2023 comes to a close. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad time to be unhealthy. You've, you've said that over and over again. I, I unhealthy. Just, or unhealthy, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, bad time to be unhealthy. The uh, I just recently saw and read, and I'm not surprised by this, but now they're claiming that the air that we breathe out as humans is impure and going to ruin the environment. So they just never stop with the, the stupidity. So, and, and, and that brings us back to one of the little things you can do that I feel the low monetary investment in something like a, a, a decent grounding mat, which I've looked into, and for 60 bucks, you could buy a grounding mat. And when you think about some of the things you've done and waste money on over the course of a month, never mind the course of a year, 60 bucks is a small price to pay. And what I've said before is even if it is, the placebo effect, if that's what it takes to help someone get a good night's sleep, that's a hell of a lot better than what I hear people do to sleep, which is have a drink at night to take a Tylenol PM to take a sleeping pill. So if you look at the, you could look at research on grounding mats and there's enough there that, that points to using one of these mats. And it's also referred to as earthing and where it comes from is um, the, the, the way the body responds when your bare feet when your bare feet hit the earth or any part of your body spends time in contact with the earth it doesn't take long but there's seemingly this non-interventionist or non um I'm I'm losing the word non-invasive strategy that can help improve inflammation and some other issues that can improve your quality of life that to me, and again, in my experience, what I've seen with that, Matt, is that my sleep has improved in the course of maybe the three plus weeks that uh, I've had this mat. Maybe it's been a month by now. So uh, again, I, I think it's one of those things that is not in the mainstream yet. And it, it's kind of worth a shot, to be honest with you. And you, you don't, do you use this just when you sleep or do you do anything with it during the day? Well, I mean, they're, they're, they say the benefits can be derived just from a few minutes a day. And, and again, this goes back to Gary Brocka and I uh, tip my hat again to, to Depop for, for pushing me or pointing me in that direction. The research shows that, you know, you only need to have that contact with the earth for a couple of minutes a day. So they make these mats, Dave, so you could it could be as small as like a small bath towel or they make sheets and pillowcases out of this now Yeah, where you could sit at your desk barefoot. If you're living like where I live, where you're not going to be walking around in bare feet for most of the year, 
you could put it at your uh, under your desk and while you're watching TV or doing work, have your bare feet on that. I have it at the foot of my bed so I can plug it in. It plugs into the ground um, of your plug. It doesn't, it's not any current. It's literally grounding. Uh, it's the grounding prong that's in your wall outlet. And I'm not going to go into the mechanism, but you could look it up and it'll explain that you'll get a better explanation than I can give you, but it just sits at the foot of my, on the foot of my bed and my feet and lower legs are on it as I sleep. So there's no easier way for me to maintain that contact than to do it there. Yeah. And we got into that, um, gosh, probably seven, eight years ago, but act, you know, getting outside cause we're in, we're in the warmer weather, we can do that. And we're very deliberate about that. Anytime that I'm, you know, feeling off and just, and I don't mean to sound like I'm out of my mind, but you know, just you, you're, you're locked in, you're stuck on something, you get in a pissy mood. That's when I, I've learned now to slow down, go get outside, get some sunshine, get my feet on the natural earth, even go to the beach and walk on the, the sand or get my feet in the, in the water. Um, it's, it's, it's simple stuff. That's all people got to do. They got that's, that's why the whole lockdown stuff hurt because people couldn't go outside they were breathing in that unhealthy, you know, with the mask on and, uh, grounding was just not even thought of. But yeah. I, we, we've been deliberate about that practice for a while. I haven't, I I've seen the mats where I may look to get one, uh, especially in this where it's cold down here, probably like right now for me, it's, I'm not grounding. In fact, I had to move my studio in from the Carolina room to the room off the bedroom today. Cause it was just too darn cold out there. I did two shows earlier today on it and I couldn't, I, I wasn't tough enough to do the third cell. I uh, don't mean to let you down, but yeah, grounding, well, it's huge. And, and, it's, not, it's not a fallacy. It's not a, it's not a uh, placebo. It's legit. And to buy one of these mats, if you do it through Amazon, you could return it. You know, you'll, I believe that it's one of those things that it's going to work. You're going to know within short period of time and, and you return it. I think uh, that's one of the great things that, that, that offers you. So, um, I believe everyone should look into it. The other thing is hydrogenated water. This is another tip from Gary Braca, and there's a lot of research. And basically, Dave, they have these water bottles. I got mine today or last night in the mail, and I, I started it today. And hey, again, you're me so the, what what the hydrogen ions in injected or being infused into the water does? I mean, there's already hydrogen in water, right? But now this is giving it more hydrogen. And what it does is it has the effect of being the most effective anti-inflammatory that agent that you could get. And it also does things uh, to bind cells together in your gut that helps improve your gut health. And again, there's smarter people than I that can explain it better and in a better um, uh, forum than on this podcast. But I think... I'm just telling people to look into it and make up their make their decision. There's legions of studies on the internet that you could find. I found one. It's uh, here's the title of it. Now it sounds a little uh, over the top, overheads of most people, but I think it, it kind of does give you the message. Hydrogen rich water reduces inflammatory responses and prevents apoptosis of peripheral blood cells in healthy adults. And it's a randomized double-blind controlled study, which is the gold standard for all studies, randomized and double-blind. So they are basically looking at the effects of this hydrogenated water 
on um, on people's blood samples, and it's got a positive effect on the profile of people's blood samples. So again, you should read this stuff yourself. Decide for yourself if it's something you want to try. I looked into it. You could spend anywhere from $200 to $20 on a bottle. I settled on a bottle somewhere in between. And uh, what you do is you put water into the into the canister, and it has a base that you plug in. And it, what that base does is it infuses the hydrogen into the water. It takes about two minutes, and then you have 30 minutes to drink it before that um, diffusion minimizes. What was the, how much, how big is yours or what's the? Uh, I spent 60 bucks on mine. How much water is in there? Eh, it looks like it's about 12 ounces. Okay. That's not a lot. No, it's not a lot of water. That's good. And the and recommendation then, is one to two of those a day. And then is there a strategy as to when you, uh, when you drink it? Like, did you do it early? I drank mine before I worked out because I drink so much water during the day. So I figured, I'll just get that out of the way, and then I know I'm, I'm I've got one of my uh, my healthy habits that kind of are are taken care of. Okay, well, you get you've added a few new healthy habits uh, in addition to your normal healthy lifestyle right toward the end of the year. So yeah, and uh, I think it's one of those things, Dave, that we we've talked about the different levels of change, and and if you're someone who thinks you have to make a a paradigm shift change, a, a drastic change to your lifestyle. Now is certainly not the right time to do it. Now might be a good time to start thinking about it, but you're going to, you know, I have a client that's had a constant struggle that I I tried many times over the years. And we had a discussion this week about get through your birthday, get through the holidays. And when you get back in January, we're going to not have any excuses. And I've told that to a couple of clients, a couple of new people I've been working with that want to get the same thing accomplished. So you have to take the big picture first. You have to change your overall way you eat. That That's the biggest change that most people have to make. Would the water help? Would the grounding mat work or help? Yes. But until you make that real signature change to your eating habits, those other things are going to be less effective and not effective enough, certainly to overcome anything that you're doing with a mismanaged diet and not getting the proper or enough kind of exercise. Yeah. The wrong diet exercise will affect all those other things we're talking about. You'll need, you can't like, you know, grounding is good. The hydro, uh, the hydrogenated water is good. Unless you're doing those foundational things, that stuff is, is not going to change your world as much. So I would, you know, maybe, maybe it is still, maybe for some people it's an anchor habit that, you know, there was the thought with creatine that the reason people responded to creatine was that they knew they were taking this supplement that was supposed to build muscle. So they were really diligent with their workouts because they wanted to make the most of this. Uh, there's been enough research to, to show that's not the case, but that's a, a, a logical mindset or a logical assumption that, geez, it's almost like a placebo effect, but kind of that spurs you to action. So while I recommend these things, I still, my point here, Dave, is I want people to realize really to make a true change to your overall well-being, health and well-being, you need to, to make sure you're eating properly. 
But certainly you could do these other things in parallel, but you just have to know that if you're not eating right, you're not going to overcome the poor diet with these other interventions. But that being said, I think for the person who has tried over the years to get going and for some reason couldn't make the connection, maybe the fact that you're doing this with the water and maybe the fact that the grounding mat might be might be helping you sleep better you'll feel better and then you'll want to do those other things. So while I don't think those are the things that are enough to make a change, I think those things are enough to help people on the on the road or on the path to making the big changes which is nutrition and exercise. Now you're you're not a new year's resolution person, right? right. I am not. Yeah, I'm not either. I uh if I need to make a change in May, I'll make it in, in May. I, I think it gets way too commercial with people. Well, besides and, that, you, you, you have people now that are worried about the par- the parties and the holiday meals when it's, it, it's, it's putting unnecessary anxiety and pressure into the process. And I think it points out that you need to take care of business all year. And to yeah. try to do it now, it's like realizing you have a final exam and you're not going to study until, you know, the night before. So yep. to me, that's what these, um, what, what this, that mechanism is like when people start worrying about it now, forget about it. It's too late. If you feel like you need to make a change, get, get this last bout out of your system and then start clean. That's where now, if someone came to me in June, I'm certainly not telling them to wait because there's always an excuse. Like I have, again, clients who, well, I'm going on vacation. Well, it's the 4th of July. Well, it's Labor Day. Well, it's this or that. Well, I'm, my answer is there's always an excuse like that. So to me, that's not an excuse. But we get to this point in the year where it's kind of more than just an individual's schedule that can get in the way or can put you in a position of where you, it's hard to, to hard to be disciplined. Now is a t- is a different. It's a different time of year. It's a different perspective. Uh, uh, it's a different in- environment. So, yeah, it's cramming for the exam, like you said. That's what yeah, the people- cram- yeah. If you're going to a holiday party tomorrow night and you're worried that you're going to eat or drink too much because you want to make a change in January, that that's silly. Just get it out of your system. Realize what you're doing. Realize you don't want to keep feeling like this, and and then do what you do on the other side of it in January. I got a Dave and Buster's party on Thursday, but that's with kids. So I don't know what I'm sure there's going to be a lot of pizza and mozzarella sticks flying oh, around. Food for sure. Yep. We've got uh, the girls. So we run the programs with the basketball, We've got the programs with the baseball. We've integrated it with other activities. Our girls are in with soccer and futsal. And so we, we got all the groups together because the kids are out of school. We homeschool. So our kids don't know there's a vacation coming up. But uh, so we're going over there with all those groups just to have a good time, run around, uh, get together, more socializing than anything else. Because I don't think these kids, I don't know what goes on in schools because we're not in there, but um, I don't think it's like when you and I were in school way back where uh, everything is very like 20 minute blocks, 40 minute blocks and kids are standing in line more being shuffled like an assembly line. So we thought it was important for the kids just kind of get over. I know it's... uh, I don't know. If, I don't think there's any healthy alternatives over there, but uh, they're, uh, we're, we're going to find out. I'll report back when we get back, Dave and Buster, see what they got, but um, should be fun. And I asked the kids, I was like, boy, I hope they have asteroids there. That's the only game I know how to play. 
Oh God, Asteroid. you're old. Asteroids, Donkey Kong, Pac-Man. I don't know what else is out there now. Um, but well, yeah, classics. I'd love to get on a Pac-Man table. We had uh, Donkey Kong and Pac-Man at our fraternity house. There were many nights spent on the on those tables. I had Pong way back in. Now I'm older than you, so when I had it when it first came out. So I've I've kind of been in that. I compare it to. I remember talking to my grand one of my grandmothers at one point, and I'm thinking she saw you know the Wright brothers and she saw the man on the moon and the space shuttle, and I'm thinking on the other end of the like now of the this technical marvel age we're in i went from pong to this crazy virtual reality games you could play to, to to the point where those virtual reality simulators are so good guys could take batting practice on it and it actually helps their game so we we we're living through that too in a, in a kind of a different uh with a different group of advances oh yeah we're about to see the ro- robot robotic age coming in with robots replacing humans in the workforce more so than ever before um, I'll share a little report I got in the new year on some of that stuff going on. But, uh, yeah, we certainly, uh, I think, uh, what I'm pushing for is I've got my eye on an air hockey table. love to get air hockey. I know that's not yeah. what the kid. I had that. We had that too. We had one of those Coleco, you know, a home version ones. They weren't like the monster ones you'd go see at the arcade, but awesome. it was still pretty darn good. When I we heard had that Dave and Buster's air hockey, I may hold air hockey. I like. Did you ever have that the hockey game where it had the the dome on it and you? Yes, that yeah, was that, another, that that was the other one. When I remember, there were friends of mine in the in the wealthy part of town that actually had that at their house. It was a uh, amazing thing. Imagine, I imagine taking a kid from my age that was into all those primitive toys. We had knock hockey too. You talk about air air hockey, so. I had knock hockey, which is the big plywood table that you would put on uh, a, like a tabletop, big one with the plastic mini hockey stick and the wooden puck. And you would hit it from your side. And it was basically air hockey without the air and the plastic. It was wooden. And you tried to had to try to get it in the opposing goal. Imagine taking a kid from my era and putting them forward into today's opportunities with these, have you seen the gaming trucks? Even they have these days. Oh, yeah. uh, you could pull up to someone's house and they have all these games inside. But yeah, kids are doing that for birthday parties now. They do so the game. So that that is kind of um, uh, interesting to me to see that. But then, so here I want to get back a little bit on on the the message of nutrition. And you know, one of the things that I mentioned to you, and I was I've been thinking about this for a long time because. I remembered when my kids were little, there was never a question that they would be breastfed. And and if you look at the statistics, there's a very high percentage of kids who I believe it's over 80% who have had some breast milk as they're, you know, in their developing infant years. And and I remembered going through it and they said, even if, if you could get that for a couple of weeks to a month, you're going to get huge benefits. And my kids all did it for a long period of time. So they did not have, Dave, the horrendous allergies and asthma that I grew up with. And I was one of those kids that did not have breast milk. I, I grew up in a period where these, these marketing efforts were made to convince women and, and, and young parents that formula was healthier and better for you or for better for your child than breast milk. And the, 
the trough of breastfeeding was 1970, early 1970s, when only 25% of children were breastfed. That's an astronomical number when you think about that, because it, it was, there was no option for generations. And if you look at the explosion of the auto, autoimmune diseases and allergies and asthma and all of those related diseases that we've seen explode since the 70s and 80s, well, guess what? It coincides with this drop-off in breastfeeding. So not only do we have to look at the foods that were introduced and everyone looks at the high fructose corn syrup and the processed carbs and the sugars as, as we should, and on the other end of it, we've got that drop-off in breastfeeding. And then someone pointed out that there's now a problem with women being able to express breast milk, and it comes from the hormonal issues that many young women, women in general, are suffering from that are the result of this diet that we've been fed. So you have this whole complex interrelated system of poor choices, really bad advice from on above, high on above, or however you want to call that, whatever you want to call that. And it's screwing up people and it's screwing up development of kids. And it's really going to be a problem going forward. And it's not something that's going to get, we're going to get out of with a pill or a drug. Sorry, I had myself on mute there. Because we, when uh, you get to the point where women are not expressing breast milk uh, at a capacity that's sufficient to feed their children, then you're, you've got a problem. That's another, a whole a whole other level of problems we're dealing with. Yeah, we, we went that route with all four of our kids and I'm of the same generation you are in that it was, you know, formula or whatever the heck else we were drinking. I'm lucky enough to have gotten out of that without, I know you said you have, you have asthma. I don't have any of those, but, uh, you know, but yeah, I agree with you. I think it's the healthiest way. We, again, we did that with all four of ours, uh, to make sure that that was the direction, but it was, even with uh, family now, when you when when we did that, you said you did that with your kids. We uh, are even as we've gone into this, our families are you know we think kind of healthy, but kind of questioning what we were doing with that. So it takes courage to get out there. You, you, I mean, you, you've got to have conviction. You've got to do your research. But you're gonna you're gonna take hits if you go against the norm. But I I, I couldn't support that stuff more. And and again, it's where you have to now it's why you have to now question everything. And again, it kind of comes full circle with our message. And we're finding out, Dave, every day, whether it's the vaccine, whether it's how COVID was handled with the lockdowns and the masking, whether it's our diet, whether it's almost anything that we've been told pretty much the wrong thing at every opportunity. And the people that are in charge kind of don't deserve to be listened to uncritically. I think everything you got, you get now, everything that's being told to you, you've got to go back and, and look at underpinnings of the science that revolves around. And it makes it tough because I don't think most people are kind of suited to do that. They don't want to. I think our lives are, are, have become so complex and needlessly so that people don't want to spend time 
to research and kind of dig into that information. Yeah, well, good thing you're here for them too. You give you give everybody, a, I don't want to say cliff notes, but you give them a kick in the rear end in the right direction. All they got to do is follow your lead and do a little extra work and they can personalize all this stuff to their their habits, whether it's eating, sleeping, uh, you name it. So exercise, especially. You, you wanted to talk about too, I know we've talked a lot about the meat. Um, we laugh a little bit. I do anyway, when you talk about these different groups pushing eating bugs, I can't even imagine doing that. But uh, what's what's the latest on the, the meat world and the bug world out there? Well, we've got the, these global organizations pushing. We, and we talked about this a little bit last year, uh, last week. But on one hand, they're pushing this meatless diet and they're telling people to get protein from other things like bugs, which is totally ludicrous, to the UN coming out and saying these food challenged nations, these underdeveloped nations, those people need to eat more meat. So you, you can't have it both ways. You can't be telling the underdeveloped nations the way to get up to par and catch up with the rest of the world is to eat meat. And you're telling the rest of the world that eating meat is bad for you. And I have to say, Dave, the Americans are the target for most of this stuff. I think we've talked about this. Italy has already voted down the fake meat. They have voted down the spraying of um, folic acid on their crops. There is a very real concern with folic acid supplementation and how it's sprayed on our wheat crops and how people, there's over 60% of our population lacks the gene that allows you to process the folic acid that you're going to get in this, quote, fortified wheat that people think they have a gluten intolerance. And in many cases, it's this intolerance to the folic acid that's being sprayed. And if you look at pasta that's made in Italy, that if you go to your grocery and look at the ingredients, ingredients, you'll see three things. When you look at an American produced pasta, you'll see all this stuff other ad, additional information, additional ingredients, and, quote, fortified. Well, they've been able to kind of finagle and finesse the language on the regulatory side. So now that they, when they spray crops with the substance, that's now calling it, calling it fortified. So, again, we have another case of something being put into the food supply that is kind of not good for you. Yeah, we got to keep an eye out, out for that. And you, you you, and I were talking about weather, too. Um, I felt like I was on the Truman Show this past week with all the, I mean, it just went from zero to 60 like that. I told, I think we were texting back and forth. We had hurricanes down here. Uh, yeah. Our house was good. I was, I was one of the little piggies that built their house out of bricks. So we were good, but roofs torn out. I mean, all, I mean, it's crazy. And then all of a sudden, next day, sunshine. So you guys got hit up there a little bit, too. With this stuff? Yeah, we had flooding. I think it was just from the volume of rain. The high winds never really manifested, which was, again, this this is the second storm, quote, storm in the last couple of weeks we've had that didn't, thankfully, wasn't as bad as the forecasting, which, again, makes you have less, even less faith in the weathermen and their profession. So uh, we just had some local flooding. But we hadn't had a lot of rain, so I think the the overall levels were pretty low. So it it was not long term, so that was good news. But 
as well, we head into the winter, I'm just hoping, you know, we could stay away from the cold, uh, from the snow. It's going to get cold. But actually, Dave, another two days and then the sun starts staying out a little longer. Once we get on the other side of the 21st, daylight is just a minuscule amount better every day until we get to the uh, to spring equinox. So that's one thing that we're turning the corner. Yeah, we we, we it gets cold again. It's my cold is different than your cold being in the south. You'd probably laugh at it. Yes, I do. it's probably uh, mid 40s today, high 40s. But mm-hmm. still, I mean, the, the boys are out throwing the baseball, hitting, uh, doing their their work, their uh, their hitting stuff and shooting stuff. They got sweatshirts on and it's a little cool out there. But I laugh at them. I I said I used to have a kerosene heater, which I have no idea what that is. And uh, yeah. go outside and I'd shovel the area to shoot in the middle of December, cold as heck. I'd probably be out there a good 20 minutes and I'd have to come in and put the ball by the kerosene heater so that it would re-expand. The heat would cause it to expand and then go back out and shoot again. But uh, yeah, so they, uh, they they have a different kind of cold. But yeah, it's, they're, they're we out. Kids, we would meet at the couple of the local parks and everyone would bring a shovel. Uh, when we were younger, we would do it on our bikes. And then when guys started to drive, we and we were in high school. We would do that. Bring a shovel, shovel the court, and get out there and play. So the, you're not seeing anyone doing that today, not up here anyway. So, no. Well, with that, I took you away from the bugs with the weather because it's uh, no. That, it just it's just one of those ridiculous. Um, uh, it, it's one of these ridiculous proposals that is being fed to us, pun intended, with a straight face. And they're sneaking it into food. There's been stories that they're that what what the food, what big food is very good at. And I learned about that in the book I read called Swallow This, which was really based on the goings on in the UK. But the same holds true for here. They're very good with language and manipulating language to make things sound less threatening. And what we see here is you'll see ingredients that sound like they might even be healthy, like extract of some some fruit or vegetable, when in effect those extracts are used to give the food either more texture, more body, a coloring agent. It's really nothing of any, <clears throat> excuse me, of any nutritional value. And the same thing is done, we mentioned it. They're going to tell you that wheat is fortified when in effect it's just being sprayed with the substance that really isn't good for you, despite what, again, we've been led to believe. So. The bugs are just a, a, a kind of an absurd example of how far the powers that be are willing to go to control the food supply. There is a, a new podcast I listened to today with Tucker Carlson and Seth Dillon, who runs the Babylon Bee. And basically, the podcast revolved around how many of the absurd parody headlines that the Babylon Bee came up with over the years have actually turned out to be true and how in this ridiculous world we're in, how they've been fact-checked by these so-called fact-checked organizations and shut down from social media because their point was, well, you know, that is misleading people. And Dylan's response was, well, it's a humor site and you're not cracking down and fact-checking the things that we're being told that are blatant lies every day from our government, and yet you're worried about this parody site on social media. 
So it gets into this, that, that farcical place we are in, in our society today. And the eating bugs is, is one of them. You're talking about disgusting bottom feeding animals, creatures that they're going to grind up and, and put in our food. And in many cases, our food, they're going to try to do it without telling us. And they're going to tell you that that's somehow preferable to eating real beef. And by the way, uh, beef is plant-based because cows do not eat anything but grass and they are on a plant-based diet. So the, these people are so hypocritical that they go, they're going against their basic tenets and premises because they really don't have any basic tenets and premises that are anchored in reality. They're anchored in their agenda, which is something I've been saying from well before I got on with you, Dave, this, uh, there's an agenda driven nutritional, uh, uh, there's a lot of agenda driven things out there, but when you look at our nutritional advice, it's all agenda driven. It has nothing to do with our health. Yeah, no, I, I've got a, I've got a theory on these, the deplatforming because I know like we all get locked in on, on censorship, but I was reading, I'll have to send you the article. Um, it talks about the upswing of AI in robotics. And the biggest thing that caught, caught my eye was not so much the concern about that. I think people need to understand that stuff, but the language learning models that they're going to be using, these, these robots can't reason, but the language they can learn, the language learning models are using come from our social media, our internet, all that stuff. And the more people with dissenting views from, uh, you know, what's being pushed out there get deplatformed, uh, that, that language learning model, they won't be exposed to that view. So it'll be almost like the indoctrination some of these drone-like humans go through. And that, that's, uh, you know, when you see things like the Babylon Bee. And, now, what, what podcast was that? Tucker Carlson has a new network and he has a new podcast that I think there's like five or six of them that you could get on Spotify. So after you listen to ours, you should listen to his. But, you know, Dave, you bring up a, a good point and it's a little far afield and off our path. But I heard the same thing that what's happening is this AI is not getting a uh, wide spectrum of information. They're getting these AIs are being trained by the Google search engine for yeah. the most part. So when you look at and, and the way it was explained to me, when you look at the censorship and what is being pushed to the top of the Google searches, that's what the AI is going to pull. So yeah. you could look at a subject, whether it's uh, uh, whether it's something to do with nutrition, whether it's something to do with the environment, whether it's something to do with man-made global warming and men are the trouble, humans are the problem. That's what AI is learning. So that's one of the concerns is that they're they're training this AI based on a narrow stream of info. And when you're censoring dissenting voices, there's going to be a direction that this AI goes in that's not true organically derived organic uh, artificial intelligence. It's directed based on the results that are being pushed into it. So, yeah, well, it, I mean, it, to, to show the audience where it may fit into what your themes are, eventually this is going to, it will affect what, when people look up things for nutrition, 
um, or when, when nutrition is factored in. And if these, I don't know what you want to call them, they're not humans, but enter the medical field and they're the ones waiting on you and checking you in and even coming in and examining you in that capacity, they're going to have all this stuff in their brain and it's going to affect your, uh, your, your medical world. So, and I, I think it was a byproduct or it was accelerated because of, uh, you know, the, 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 I don't want to say the removal, but you know, the, 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 whatever the vaccine was intended for, it didn't do its job on many fronts. So I think this is the next push. So I, I think a little bit, but we'll have to wait and see, but the language learning models, that's why like things that we do, you know, people ask me, why do you, why do you do this? And, you know, we have several reasons why we're doing it, but, uh, I'm hoping that this develops into a language learning model as well. Where we're, we're kind of a dissenting view on sports and athletics right now in the world. And unless we get shut down, which could always happen. You never know, man. Crazier things have happened. When you think about the Babylon Bee was deplatformed from Twitter for eight months because of actually a pretty funny headline uh, that is the probably best definition. Now, it wasn't even parody. It was actually truthful uh that anything could happen you know there's a story i posted on instagram and it's a story called lipid ligand and legging lipid legging and it basically is bootlegging but for dairy products and how in the future this was a story written in the 70s in the future they're going to outlaw all dairy and and fat products and how this guy out in the country is a lipid legger and he's raising poultry and eggs and butter and cheese and milk that you can't get anymore. And you laugh at it, but it goes back to something we just did. We talked about, you can, I cannot get whole milk. Uh, I'm sorry, raw milk in New Jersey. It's illegal. Right. That's so joke. We already, right, right away it's there. And, and you know what? That leads me to something, Dave, that I want to finish up with because we're getting almost to an hour here. It's 50 minutes, but uh, there's some there's some health and dietary related health things to keep in mind that are things we've talked about. And to, to close here, I want to go through a couple of them or a, a few of them and have people kind of keep these in mind, because going forward, we're not going to get off this theme ever or stray too far off of it for too long because we're getting a constant stream of BS that we have to counter. And the only way you could counter it is to kind of always put up. The opposition, and at the same time, to be honest with you, I'm a big believer in using humor to diffuse and to kind of diminish the other side's argument, and not in a in a, in a derogatory, flat out way, but just pointing out the ridiculousness of the position. So, and I think the first thing I want to leave people talk about from this list, leave people with, is that red meat red meat is healthy, and that's probably one of the biggest hurdles to overcome that in this day, if, if you go to a party over the holidays and I'll talk to people about how I eat and some know nothing will come up and say, yeah, but what about your cholesterol? Or you're going to be your cardiologist's favorite patient when in effect, I'm going to be their worst patient because they'll, ne they'll never see me. And to be honest with you, at 61, with my blood pressure being lower than it's ever been and my cholesterol being low and my other biomarkers being where they're supposed to be and not taking any medications, I can tell you that what the government has been promoting is bullshit. And really nothing sums it up and is a better illustration of this than the fact that they're trying to demonize red meat. 
Yeah. And that, you know, red meat is the basis of our development as a civilization. It has the best mix of omega-6 to omega-3s. It has the best kind of fat, saturated fat. It has a broader spectrum of nutrients, and it is the most nutrient-dense food that there is. And it comes from an all-natural plant-based creature, which is the cow. The cow eats grass and cellulose and other things that other animals can't eat. They use sunlight and water, and they convert it into the meat that is the most densely packed food on the planet. No, I agree. I think that's a great way to to uh, to wrap it up for the new year. And what what do you uh, just for our audience sake, me too? What any special meals you have during the holiday time this year? What's your uh, our holiday? Our Christmas Eve is. In our family, on the Marinello family side, we make this uh, lobster sauce, which is served over pasta. So the lobster is a real big, fa- uh, big uh, fan favorite. It gives the sauce a great, different taste than your typical non-red sauce. Uh, I mean, not lobster red sauce. And so that is the highlight. There's always there is always for us other things to eat, but that is the thing that no one wants my mom to change. So. My parents, 87 and 86, still host Christmas Eve. My dad and mom combined to make the sauce. My mom was actually getting the lobsters today. It's one of those things that you cook it a couple of days earlier and you let it sit. And when you're doing that for 25, 30 people, it's quite a big production. And, and to their credit, at their age, they're still doing it. They're amazing. So yeah. I may have to look at that. We do, a, we're a typical Italian too. We do fish, we do meats, we do pastas. Um, and uh, the kids now have gotten into. We're, we're making pit sales this year. You 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 know pit sales? Yeah. Yep. yep. So the girls got a pit sale maker from one of my mom's uh, mom's friends and shipped it down. And they're they're going to make pit sales and also all sorts of Italian cooking. Yeah. Trip. For anyone who doesn't know what that is, picture it's kind of like a waffle iron, and it's a very thin cookie, sweet. It'll have a little pattern to it. And, you know, they don't ever stay in one piece, so they break up. But that's almost kind of the fun part about it. You never know how much you're eating because you're always grabbing these these piece, uh, these oh, little pieces. So, it's, uh, they, they're, yeah, they're sweet. They, they look like snowflakes. Uh, the other thing know. is a big, a big thing is struffola, which is another Italian. It's basically you take dough and you cut it into you, – you roll it into long, long strands, but pretty thick, like, you know – maybe like a nickel size of, of diameter, circumference, whatever. And you cut them into small pieces and you throw them in, in the fryer. And then you take them out and you cover them with honey and uh, not, not sprinkles, but these other kind of sprinkle-like things. And that's another traditional Italian dessert that we always have. That's really only see this time of year. Yeah. Uh, I don't ever see that any place except for Christmas time. So I may I may push the the lobster sauce here. We do now that we're in the South. Biscuits have become a staple for us. Yeah, nah, biscuits and uh, pimento cheese. It's good stuff. Oh, we do we do tadals too. You no, know, I guess non Italian yeah. cookies. Yeah. yeah, no tadals. I know what those are too. The, I'm I'm not. I'm always a. Uh, I was not a favor uh, fan of most of those traditional pastries. I like. Uh, so my mom makes good oatmeal raisin cookies. I found this place that makes them. I'm, I got two cakes I'm bringing up for dessert. So 
you know, for as much as I'm on the I'm on the path all year, I look forward to these few meals and the leftovers to uh, to really let the year go out with a bang. Oh yeah, we're excited too. We uh, yeah, so so for, I guess message for eat meat, not bugs for holiday. Yeah, totally, man. That's a, we should have. Let's get a shirt for the show with that. I'm working on that stuff. I'll write that one down because I like I think, that. Email. I think like all the shows should have a couple of like Dan Bongino has a great bod- podcast. Uh, he has two of two of his phrases that they're selling T-shirts. Uh, one is "Don't get dead," and the other one is "Cutesy time is over." And that's kind of like "Don't get dead." Obviously, be aware, know where you are, be aware of your surroundings, be prepared. And and "Cutesy time is over" is what we kind of do here. We're not here to tell make you feel good about what you're doing if what you're doing is the wrong thing. It's kind of like we're straight talk. So I think we have more than enough phrases to kind of put on a T-shirt that would be kind of fun. Yeah, he, he says one of my favorite phrases. I'm sorry if this is offensive to our audience, but uh, I say this all the time. My wife's like, I never heard that before. I don't know if it's an Italian thing, but I always tell them, instead of saying stop messing around, stop jerking around, I say stop dicking around, will you? And uh, I don't know if you ever heard that before, but Bob oh, Jesus, of course. That Are you kidding? He says that all the time, stop dicking around. But I, I suggested that because I listened to that show as well. And uh, they put out one of the days, like you said, different T-shirts, Someone would buy, so I sent him that phrase. I don't know if I'd buy it, but I'd, I'd like to see it on a shirt. But uh, well, good deal. Well, I'm sure I'll talk to you during the holiday. But to uh, to our audience here, I'm, I'm sure, I know you've enjoyed Sal on coaching Kernan. Now that we've brought back the the gang, I know you you weren't here this week on it. You you had stuff going on, but we'll bring you'll be on it uh, for 2024. I'm, I I know they've enjoyed your your own show. I'm glad we we felt comfortable enough to, to branch out and do sh- a show for your own. Cause I think it's very helpful. It's very unique to our podcast platform now with 12 podcasts on it. So should be up to 61,000 by Christmas audience really respond this year. We were just a shade over three last year at this time. So, well, I think there's a, well, that's awesome by the way, but I think there's a need for this. And again, not to always harp on Bongino, but when he was, depl- when he was fired from Fox and deplatformed, or threat or demonetized on YouTube, he had 800,000 followers on YouTube. And yesterday during his show, they got to the 3 million mark on Rumble. And, you know, he's a principal in Rumble, and they've kind of made their bones on the fact that they were going to be free speech and not censor anybody. And all of these outlets that kind of were shut down by YouTube have, a lot of them have shifted over. And it's going to continue to move in that direction because there he calls it this parallel economy where you're able to have these viewpoints and not be shut down, whether it's credit card companies, whether it's a, a, a web hosting service or whatever else you have, they want to be able to have people like us go places where you could speak your feelings and not be shut down and, and, and really canceled. So I think the lesson there is we keep up with this message because it's, the truth and it's not the same thing and it's not the message that's making sure people are going to fail. We want, I want people to succeed and I've seen so much failure and failure comes to me every day, whether it's the eighth grader who has no idea what they're training like because of what they've been told or, or what they're eating and don't realize that if you're going to be a competitive swimmer, you can't eat 1200 calories a day. Like someone has been telling you, um, we're lost. So there's so much failure out there. We're here to kind of help people counter that. 
And Dave, we talked about it. We have our Manect account. If anyone's interested in contacting us and getting information and working with us through Manect, now we have a platform where whether it's via text, whether it's via phone call, whether it's via video call, we can kind of work with people um, in a way that would work for both people's schedule and regardless of our location. Yeah, well, and, and I'll be up on Manect Friday, so I'll have that. And we'll be, we'll be, our show will be added to Rumble in the new year. So we'll be, right. we, we'll, we'll put our stuff on there as well. Uh, a couple of other sites as well. I'll, I'll announce during that two week break, but Rumble is one of them. But uh, no, great show today again. And I just got notice from the a text from my family that uh, I'll be having New York strip steak tonight. So Beautiful. About that? they must've been listening to the, even though we're pre-recorded, they got to be hearing me through the walls that we had a meat, no bugs request for dinner tonight. So New York strip uh, tonight. And then with our audience uh, getting close, I think we were shade under 200 starting at this show here. Definitely will make it uh, with new listeners. 61. If we hit 61 by the end of the day today, I may jack this thing up to 62. See if we can get it by the end of the week. Blackout Coffee, it's capital Sal M, S-A-L-M 20. Coffee's on sale the rest of the year and 2024. He's got deep pockets, going to help you with 20% off at checkout. And uh, Ted Kubiak's book's not going to go deep on it because he got mad at me for pumping it on every show, but too bad. I'm going to do it the rest of the week. Great stocking stuff for old school, how to field a ground ball. Should be on your shelf, should be given every baseball lover out there. With that, this is the hot corner with Coach Sal, episode 392. Sal, have a great Christmas, but. Thanks, Dave. You too. And thanks to everybody for listening in. I look forward to hearing more hearing from people as we go forward. Yep. Make sure you hit Sal up on my neck. Is it Manect? Manect. M-I-N-N-E-C-T. Hit him up on there. I played my drum for him, ba 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 I played my 